Hello, Woodlane community. This is Pastor Brian, and you are listening to the Woodlane Worship Podcast, episode 017. If you are listening to this, you are an honorary member of our community where we seek to bring the presence of Christ to those around us. On this week's episode, we like to be people in the know. To miss out on anything would be a social faux pas of the highest order. But when we try to stay connected to everything, we end up being disconnected from it all, especially those things right in front of us. So how do we stay in touch with the things that really matter? That's what we're going to explore in this episode. By the way, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, this message is a bit shorter as there are many visual elements in the live presentation that didn't really translate well in the audio-only podcast, but the point is still there. Let's check it out. You ever hear about the shindig of a lifetime? You hear everybody is there. All your best friends, all your associates, all your coworkers. The conversation is incredibly wit-filled. The food is divine. The only thing missing from it is you. You ever get a welcome spring card in the mail? Because we can't really refer to a Christmas card at this point in the season. You open it up, and it's from a good friend. And the first thing you, you say to yourself as you're looking at the card is, when did they have another baby? You ever have a rough day where you're just kind of feeling discouraged, and off in the distance, you can hear another group, another family laughing and having a good time, and it can almost bum you out even more. What exactly is up with that? Well, it's a condition that may have only had its name as we know it for the last 15 years or so, yet it has been around since birth of humanity. FOMO, fear of missing out. Now, what in the world could the Bible possibly say about a condition that really seems to have found its grounding and its root in the creation of the Internet? Far more than you might think. You see, in Psalm 16, one of David's, he writes, Protect me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the holy ones in the land, they are noble, in whom is all my delight. Those who choose another God multiply their sorrows. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names upon my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I keep the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my soul rejoices. My body also rests secure. For you do not give me up to Sheol, or let your faithful ones see the pit. You show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. God, help us to focus on you and to see how you are our all in all. Amen. As I said, this idea of FOMO has really only been around since about 2004 as reality television was starting to to take over. Right about the same time as well that Facebook was starting to hit the internet where a lot of FOMO shows itself up. I know... You have been annoyed with people who are trying to have a conversation and they're just doing this. <laughs> Swipe right. So we are forever people who are trying to be in the know. Hey, Pav, 
Did you hear what Marlene did the other day? I did. Oh, you did? Oh, wasn't it the juiciest thing in the world? Oh, yes. FOMO counts for gossip, too. Just as much as it does for an addiction to Facebook. We want to be in the know. We want to know what's going on. Whether it's good for us to know about it or not so good for us to know about it. Because people who are in the know, inner circle, A-listers, they're important people, right? The worst thing we could possibly experience is missing out. Having a conversation like that and going, you don't know? My goodness. But the problem, condition, I'll call it, goes way back further than the internet. All the way back to Genesis 3. When Adam and Eve had everything at their disposal. I mean, they had a perfect union with God. They had a perfect union with each other. They had a perfect union with a perfect nature in the garden. Really nothing to complain about. No problems whatsoever. And yet Satan begged to differ. I had said uh, two weeks ago how when an advertiser, and my dad worked in this, so this is one thing I've gotten to learn a little bit about. When an advertiser is trying to promote a product, they find a problem that their product will solve. And they, they kind of use that as the, the impetus for their advertising. And if there isn't a problem, they create one. Well, Satan decided, there is no problem, so I better create one. And as he is having a conversation with Eve, for God knows that when you eat of it, the apple, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. What more could Adam and Eve have wanted? They had it all. And yet, God had more. And this idea of being like God, being all-knowing like God was, being in the know could not even hold a candle to a promise like that. That Satan could say, do this, and I promise you will have it all. Unfortunately, it's that promise, that lie, that gets Adam in even trouble. And by extension, gets all of humanity in trouble, as we have followed suit. It's like a celestial version of keeping up with the Joneses. Where, though Adam and Eve have everything at their disposal, God still has more. What we know of, that knowledge of good and evil. And as Adam and Eve are made aware of it, they're like, I'm missing out on something. I want that. So how do we, here in the 21st century, fight FOMO? Well, I'm going to give you this phrase that has really helped me out. Don't compare your life to somebody else's highlight reel. Now that spring is here and baseball season has started, sometimes we'll watch a game. And usually, because there are so many teams in baseball when nice weather is happening, there are multiple games happening at the same time. And so as I'm watching one game, there might be highlights that I see from another one. And they'll show up 30 seconds of how that game went. And in that 30 seconds, I'll see a home run, an awesome double play, the batter who got beaned, and the 100-mile-an-hour fastball strikeout. And I'll think, wow, that looks like such an exciting game. I wish I would have watched that one instead. FOMO in action. But the trick is, knowing a little something about the game, I realize that's 30 seconds of a four-hour game. What they didn't show in the highlight reel was the 45 foul balls, the 30 ground outs, 
that were on par with Little League. The 80 minutes of just warm-ups and transitions in between innings. It works in a non-sports context as well. Let's say you have gotten that welcome to spring card. And it has a family picture on it of your friends. And it's perfect. Everybody is nicely dressed, hair combed. Bonus points if they have matching outfits. They're all smiling. They're all looking at the camera at the same time. It's what I like to call a Pinterest perfect moment. So perfect, it is almost nauseating. The thing I've learned as I've studied photography is that picture is a moment in time captured in a one one-hundredth of a second. I can't snap my fingers that fast. What that picture does not capture is the 10 minutes that it took to stop kid one from crying, the 20 minutes that it stopped kids two and three from breathing on each other. Tell me I am not the only one who has ever had to experience this. The, the long weekend of debates between spouses about the necessity for a nice picture to be taken for a welcome spring card. None of that gets captured. All you see is one one-hundredth of a second. Don't compare your 24-hour day to that instant. Rather, I'm going to give you kind of your next steps throughout this message, so it's not all just going to come barreling at the end. Rather, I want you to think of five things that you are thankful for. Whatever it, it may be. And just because if you're having a rough day, I want you to actually write them down and put them in your wallet or in your purse, wherever you're going to have quick access to them. I mean things you are really thankful for. Like you think of them, or you imagine them, or you picture them in your head, and it it changes your demeanor on the spot. Those are the kind of things I'm talking about. Because then, when somebody shows you their Pinterest perfect moment, you have the cue to remember yours. And then you're not jealous about theirs or comparing your moments to theirs or your moments of fighting the kid from crying or breathing on each other to their picture-perfect moment. And you can actually celebrate theirs with them. Because joy, when it is shared, is not added. It's multiplied. And when we fight FOMO, you know what? We get our now back. I know you have probably faced the frustration of you know, people doing this and you're at the dinner table and I've had this even with my nephews and they're just... Or here's the top of the table and they'll try and do it underneath the table like we don't have a clue what they're doing. But you know what? When you do turn that kind of thing into a highlight reel, it ain't too bad to watch. Here's a little tip. No text message or Facebook update is worth getting smacked in the head with a ball over. (laughs) Trust me. So how do we get our now back? Here's two ideas. First off, put the phone away. I'm just going to demonstrate this for a second. So, babe, how long before the sitter is going to call and tell us the kids are going crazy? Any second now. Nope. Okay. Not yet. Keep waiting. Nope. Okay. Nope. Ah. The phone just being put down, no good. They've actually done studies that just the presence of a phone diminishes the connection 
you can have with the person who's actually right there in front of you. It has to be a way. Now, some people may argue, guess what, Brian? I don't have a smartphone. <laughs> so, Rach, how long before somebody's going to ask what toy museum we stole that from? <laughs> smartphone, dumb phone, flip phone. phone. Put it away. And maybe you'll actually realize what you are missing out on in a connection with the person right in front of you. Here's another idea. What would it be like to have a conversation? I know I'm kind of using conversation as the the mode for this, but a conversation with somebody where all five of your senses are engaged. Now, I know that may be information overload. So imagine just doing it with three. Sight, you're actually looking at the person talking to you. Now, your phone is away, so you're not doing this. Hearing, you're actually listening. And if appropriate within the context of the relationship, even touch. Imagine what that would do to help you to connect with the person right there in front of you. Here's the thing. God can beat FOMO. FOMO is held on this idea that time is very scarce. And that there is joy to be had at this very instant. And if you miss it at this very instant, you've lost your chance. And you're done. You're forever going to be outcast as the one who doesn't know. The one who missed out on the inside joke. But the good thing is, it's not the end. As Paul says in Romans 8, He, God, who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, Will he not with him also give us everything else that we could possibly need? Fulfill all those desires? Cool thing is, we're still in the Easter season. Actually continues for another couple of weeks. And when Jesus beat death on the cross, the resurrection beat FOMO. Because that idea that joy is only there for an instant, if you miss it, you're out of luck, it's a lie. Just like, eat this fruit and you're going to be like God, is a lie that Satan created to start this whole problem up. Real joy comes when we find our fulfillment in Jesus. The Jesus who is not going to withhold the invitation to the ultimate shindig for you. Who's not going to unfriend you because of your shortcomings. The real Jesus who is going to offer real delight Real gladness. Real joy. The only thing we have to FOMO is missing out on that. That gift that is free for all of us to receive. Thanks be to God. Thanks again for listening to the Woodland Worship Podcast. I hope we've given you something to make you think. If you'd like some more information about our community, check us out at woodlanechurch.org or visit our Facebook page at Woodlane Newark. If you happen to be in the Finger Lakes area, come check us out live on a Sunday morning at 9.45 a.m. On next week's episode, have you ever had something that you were passionate about start to feel like a grind? It can hit all parts of our life. Our relationships, our hobbies, our work, yes, even our faith. But James has some advice that can reignite that passion for our walk with God. And that secret sauce comes in three letters. What are they? 
Find out next week on the Woodlane Worship Podcast. 